To some, he's Ziggy Stardust. To others, the Thin White Duke. Or Major Tom. But who is David Bowie really? To answer that, we'll have to go off the record. Off the Record is a new music biography podcast. Every season profiles one legendary artist. To start, we'll explore the faces of David Bowie. Each episode tells the story of one of his iconic personas. Together, they form an intimate portrait of the complex cultural giant. Listen and follow Off the Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's safe to say 2020 was one of the most difficult years ever for so many. That's why I'm here to ask you, how can I help? My name is Dr. Gail Saltz. I'm a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, host of the new weekly podcast, How Can I Help? with Dr. Gail Saltz, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Join me every Friday where you can ask your most pressing questions and I will answer with specific advice and understanding. Listen to How Can I Help? with Dr. Gail Saltz on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. Me and my friend take this rap shit to Hey, yo, 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 mic check, one, two, episode, this 138? 138. We got a lot of motherfucking episodes, dog. Yes, Episode we do. one, ugh, come on, one thirty-eight series rap shit podcast. I'm John, your host. I'm Josh, your other host. And yeah, we we about to get busy. How you been, Josh? I'm cooling, man. Um, you know, I, I'm feeling uh, optimistic about things that's going on right now. Yeah, it's you know, if you would have told me we were talking about this uh, <laughs> before we turned the mics on, but if you would have told me four weeks ago. That a brother would have been killed, you know, unfortunately, and that the police department that was responsible for it, they would have had their uh, precinct burnt down. And then that there would be thousands of protests around the world. I would have been like, man, I don't, I don't know. But like, who wrote that script? Like <laughs> me and Josh. Yeah, exactly. like, like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it, shit has has been um, moving so fast. Like we live in South Philly, right? Which is. Uh, Unknown, one of Philly's like pockets for racism. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the mummers are here. It's like a largely historically, it's been a largely uh, working class white neighborhood. And there was a, a Black Lives Matter protest down our block yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just um, shit is moving really quickly, and, yeah, and people absolutely. are. are I've noticed people being like more and more radical in their uh, approach to things and and how they've been speaking about the world. Yeah, I I definitely see like some major, uh, you know, like we're we're living in a real time of like, yo, fucking people getting a day cards pulled. Um, Yes. You know. Um, and you're seeing it in, and what I love is that we're seeing it in all arenas. We're not just seeing it in like one specific area or like, yeah, from fucking sex work down to, you know, journalism. Like there's, they're, they're getting, people getting their cars pulled everywhere. Yeah. If you, you know, if you're not black and you ain't know <laughs> a, a, a strong, I ain't talking about no bullshit. BLM posts, you know what I mean. If you you not black and you ain't throwing up throw up no strong posts, motherfuckers is right at your doorstep with it. It seemed like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then even if you did throw it up and you got a questionable history, motherfuckers calling you out on that shit. It's crazy. Um, Liz ex job, uh, her her former employer. Mm-hmm. Um, put up like a you know we're we're dedicated to diversity and inclusion and you know any anytime somebody say we're dedicated to diversity and inclusion that's that's some bullshit you yeah. know what I mean like that's 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 like a, a dog whistle but um they said all of this stuff about you know diversity and we're committed to it and blah 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 and they don't have any black people working <laughs> working in their company. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like so how and it's and it's not even it's not like, you know, you have no black people and then you got like a bunch of Asian folks and a bunch of brown mm-hmm. people over here. No, it's like one brown guy mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> the whole company. You know what I'm saying? So it's like like you said, a lot of people are making statements and like speaking out, but people are uh critically looking at this shit like, well, what's your history? What's your background? You know what I mean? Yeah. People are grinding up. Mark Mark Wahlberg is trending on Twitter right now because he said something about George Floyd and like racism and shit. And niggas like, Marky Mark, you've been committing hate crimes <laughs> since, <laughs> since the fucking 80s. Somebody yeah. said, uh, Marky Mark, the only nigga who... Uh, his Wikipedia page got a section called hate crimes just for all for all the shit that he's done. So yeah, it's really like people, like you said, people cards are getting pulled and I feel like this moment is challenging people um, to really address racism in a broad sense, but like specifically anti-blackness, which is something mm-hmm. that I think gets uh, lost in the shuffle sometimes. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I saw somebody say, like, stop saying people of color when you mean black. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's, you know, that's definitely a thing. And it's a way um, I don't typically use the word uh, erasure, uh, but it really is that in a lot of ways. We're dealing with a police force that absolutely brutalizes women absolutely or a police system that absolutely brutalizes women and like people of all colors you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying but when we're talking about how they specifically lean on black people we need to be talking about that because it's it's a specific problem that requires specific solutions absolutely that's i think that's part of um why the phrase the the retort all lives matter is so poisonous because it deflects from a specific problem. If yeah. you got glaucoma, I'm not going to come talking to you about your tonsils. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to get to that glaucoma or whatever specific illness you're dealing with. We got to address that. Not start yeah. talking about, you know, the leg bone and like gout and all this other shit that don't have nothing to do with your specific problem. That's what really... Uh, and, and and for me and my feeling, like what really makes the All Lives Matter thing so poisonous, it deflects away from what needs to be talked about. And in a lot of ways, that conflating POC with black also does that. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what? It's simple and plain. Like, listen, if I say save the whales, I don't mean fuck every other animal on the planet. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> And I feel I like just, people people know that, but they don't. They're saying all lives matter because they're not comfortable with Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and also because I think it's a large part of like America in general. But I I feel like this is an issue all over the world. Um, people don't want to talk about race, man, and like they don't want to they don't want to address the systemic issues that have faced. Uh, black people in this country that are unique to black people. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Um, You know, there's racism in this country all over the place. Indigenous people face their own distinct racial issues and uh, black people face theirs and Asian people face theirs. Like, there's there's certain uh, issues that affect um, uh, different communities specifically. Right. But... um, we're talking about black lives right now. Right. Because that's what we need to address. Like, you know, and it's not a exclusion to like, hey, listen, man, like indigenous people have serious issues with the police and like, you know, missing, uh, you know, uh, uh, the stolen sisters and and so many indigenous women missing Mm -hmm. all over the country, right? Yeah. But we're not saying that's not an issue. We're just saying like black lives matter right now. Like what we're talking about right now is black lives matter. Right. And like, don't we, don't we want to deal with everybody's issues specifically uniquely and like get this shit handled. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I feel like saying all lives matter 
to someone who's saying black lives matter it's it's like nothing it's no option like it's, it's you're not even offering a solution in that sense it's just a rhetorical device because you feel uncomfortable about that specific uh sorry my phone went off about that specific phrase that centers black people and black life you know what i mean in my ideal world in my ideal you know way this whole thing shakes out we address everybody's stuff exactly you know what i mean and everybody's challenges and then we you know maybe not us in our lifetime but maybe our kids or kids kids look back at this years later and like you know we really live in a better world than our parents did absolutely fucking goal the goal Mm -hmm. ain't to you know get uncomfortable and get defensive and say well all lives matter like that shit you know what i mean that's it's it's the end of that shit you know what i mean We're, we're seeing um a change in a lot of people's mentalities and i'm not even talking about just changing i'm not talking about changing like the minds of racists i'm talking about the rest of us who are like invested in humanity we're we're like not taking this shit no more you know what i mean and it's beautiful to fucking see absolutely um i think it's important that um you know we when we look at all this shit that's going down like taking any kind of uh any kind of solace in like what we are seeing changed and like i'm dead serious man like you know shout out to uh kilimanzaga she mentioned um you know damn twitter is a wonderful tool Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, like me and you have talked about like the 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 pains in the ass that social media can be, um, but I think it's really important to recognize like what Twitter and Facebook, to a much lesser uh, degree, and Instagram really, um, but uh, what these social media services can do for like what's going on, like, yo, man, like ten years ago, you know we weren't going to have the ability to call out all these places at the, mm-hmm. at the tweet at, you know what I mean? At the drop of a tweet, like, you know right. what I mean? You know, right. you can't, you know, uh, fucking, uh, you know, you can't call out, uh, you know, fucking ESPN for some bullshit 10 years ago without, you know what I mean? Like Twitter being a thing and being able to be like, yo, I'm tagging this person and like, we're going to retweet this 10,000 times. Right. The, the ability to spread messages like, like we were talking about this um, earlier as well. Prison abolition and defunding police is a very much, I don't want to say it's necessarily a mainstream position politically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's reached the mainstream as far as uh, a talking point. And a conversation. You know what I mean? Changing the world requires imagination. And you can't imagine some shit that you ain't never heard of. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So social media has been really good about connecting people. Like, like, for example, um, Teen Vogue is a super dope publication you know they got like some like real radical motherfuckers who are like their editors now and yeah, they've been doing some be wild like, stuff yeah they'll they'll just be dropping they're they're to the left of like a lot of these like socialist and democratic socialist <laughs> publications that like old niggas hand you, you ever go to, you go to like a rally and like an old white dude hand you like a socialist plant pamphlet mm-hmm. teen vogue is to the left of that shit you know what yeah. i mean on like the radical spectrum and one of their uh, editors tweeted some shit and I was like, yo, not to like hijack the thread, but is it cool if I drop some like resources on like the history of like black anarchist and like black uh, anti-authoritarian thought and organizing? And they were like, yo, yeah, you know, go for it. So I just started throwing like Kwesi Balagoon and like, you know, the... uh, 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 Lorenzo Irvin and like all these different like resources on like black folks who've you know said we don't need police we don't need prisons we don't need the state 
and this is how we do it or this is how we work towards it uh russell maroon schultz you know what i mean i was just dropping all this like black anarchist shit dog when i say my phone this is probably like a thursday night or a friday my phone ain't stopped ringing like the little notifications on twitter thousands of people were hitting that shit and and probably writing down these resources you know what I'm saying? My phone ain't start stop dinging the whole weekend. So it really is social media, especially Twitter, is really a, a good way of quickly disseminating information and connecting with people. I have I have uh editors, I'm thinking of one editor in particular, I ain't know the homie was a, a anarchist. This is an editor that I've been working with probably since like twenty fifteen. You know what I mean? And we just connected on Twitter. And I was like, oh, you wanna you wanna get rid of the state too. You wanna get rid of police too. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's like a dope connective tool and we need that to spread information. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, obviously like these videos, that's how like we get aware mostly of like state violence. Like, you know what I mean? That's right. If you're waiting on fucking TV to tell you, like, you'll be waiting two, three days later. Like, you know, this is how we disseminate this information. Um, You know, it's how we learn about different things. Like, you know, I, I do get, you know, I listen, man, I get stressed out with like social media sometimes just in the fact that like it's really hard to be in in someone's brain all the time other people's Mm -hmm. brains all the time but like those are decisions i'm making to get on like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that doesn't devalue what that platform gives you yeah Um, absolutely yeah absolutely and so you know i've learned about so much shit uh just in the last couple weeks of like you know just because of twitter and like um and 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 social. I mean, like, listen, man. Like, do those bail funds are they getting overloaded with money without social media as a platform? Right, dog. And um, we could we could take a break. Uh, yeah, coming up on that time. But yeah, that's it's crazy. Um, shout out to the homie Will. He was redoing. He hit me up. He was redoing the Deadverse uh, website, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yo, I'm cooking up a list of like resource." funds that people can donate to specifically what's what's an organization you want added and i was like yo add the um it's like a black trans woman's uh homelessness fund and dog i looked when i went to um their website and just or the the gofundme and looked at it they had raised like 1.5 million or some crazy shit there's no way that happens without social media is something that's funded by individuals small donations it's not tied to you know some like venture capitalist or angel investor or whatever exactly it's not tied to like big money you know it's just it's incredible to see but um we, we can hop out and take a break and come back and talk about uh one of our favorite subjects uh yes frank rizzo <laughs> <laughs> we got some updates about that. So yeah, we we going to pop out and come right back. No doubt. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast Here's the Thing on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers and performers like the actress Kristen Bell. And the moment I said, "You know what? I have a thing." And it's a quirky, weird, fun thing that can be snarky. And I love doing it. I do it pretty well. Why not lean into it? And that is when I felt like I started becoming happier. Music legend Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac was always about change so that you were accepted for who you were. Former governor of Vermont, Howard Dean. I took the call in this quavering voice and the other end of the phone says, I regret to inform you that the governor has died of a heart attack and you're the governor. (laughs) That was the end of my medical practice and best-selling author Isabel Wilkerson. People would come up to me of all different backgrounds and would say to me, I had no idea that this happened in our country. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wish you could get more from your podcasts? Well, you can with BuzzFeed Daily, hosted by me, Casey Rackham. 
And me, Zach Safford. On our show, we've got more good news and more pop culture. More memes and more celebrity tea. More of everything that's blowing up your timeline and trending on the internet. Every weekday evening, we're giving you more of what you need to enjoy your day. Because what's life if it isn't to be enjoyed? Listen to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom, back in effect. Um, so yeah, and and interesting turn of events over the past really like a week. You know what yeah. I mean? Over the past speaking of like things moving quickly and like the winds of change. So uh last week um during the protests, a bunch of protesters were attempting to tear down the statue of Frank Rizzo. Yes. For folks who don't know, uh who aren't from Philly. Uh, Frank Rizzo was he started off as a a, a beat cop, yeah. you know, brutalized his yeah, yeah, way. Emphasize the word beat. <laughs> yeah, he he brutalized his way up the ranks and became Philadelphia's police commissioner in the seventies, and then would later or was I don't know if he was commissioner in the late sixties, but he would later become uh, mayor. the mayor of the city. This is a person who was a flagrant racist. Mm-hmm. Um, like you, you mentioned vote earlier, white. vote white was, <laughs> was an actual quote. <laughs> that was a quote for him when he, you know, him, him trying to like galvanize uh, the citizens of Philadelphia. Vote white. Um, he, he also uh, sick dogs and police officers on uh, student black, protests. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black high schoolers and college kids who were uh, protesting to get they just wanted black studies. Mm-hmm. In school, you know what I mean. In the late '60s, and he sicked uh, dogs on him. He also um, famously forced a group. They raided the Black Panther headquarters mm-hmm. and forced a group of Panthers to strip down in the street in front of cameras. Yeah, and it's like a famous uh, image of them just like lined up against the wall, no clothes on, and you know Rizzo. Rizzo was behind that. So obviously, people in the city hate this person. He should have mm-hmm. never, you know, gotten a statue. Uh, but folks were attempting to rip it down. It got so intense that apparently the artist who created it was considering coming back to Philadelphia to uh, take it down himself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, because he said like you got to be careful. Like there's, it's a subway platform. It's a subway underneath of there, and like if you tear it out of the ground it could collapse the whole fucking pla- the whole area around yeah. it yeah and you could all like fall through yeah. into the subway um, so this thing has been in front of the municipal building since the late 90s it's a fucking eyesore or it was um, but it was recently removed yes you know what I mean after years of activists uh, calling for its removal I know people multiple people who uh, have defaced <laughs> this statue mm-hmm. over the years I ain't gonna give y'all no shout outs you know what I mean but like yeah. you know watching. you know what I'm saying so, but it's it's crazy to see um, that being taken down and in a way that energy has kind of uh, spread out because we're seeing in Bristol, you know, in England, there was a, a statue of a slave trader who, you know, they, they tore the statue down, kneeled on him, and then rolled him into the river. You Yo, know what rolled I mean? that shit down a street for a while. It wasn't like right, right. on the bay. Like, that, right. they it wasn't rolled. right there. Dog. Yeah, they had to roll that bitch. They was probably doing that shit in shifts, like yeah. bringing new, like, yo, I'm tired, come on in. <laughs> and they, the the community came out and rolled that shit into the uh, the river. Mm-hmm. And we've been seeing it in the South. These Confederate generals and Confederate monuments have been defaced, and then uh, the state has agreed to remove them. Yeah. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy. If you'd have told me, you know, two weeks ago. Like, yo, they gonna tear that Rizzo statue up. I'd have been like, ah, you know. I, I don't yeah, know I've heard if that. I would have believed it. I've heard that before. Like, you know what right. I mean? Right. Heard that before, but I ain't holding my breath. Right. It's Yeah, it's been wild. It's been real crazy to see. Um, 
just how and, effective protest is. Yeah, I mean, and, and Rizzo is symbolic of not just like the racism and police oppression here in Philadelphia, but like he's like the precursor to this crazy policing that we see all over the country yeah. and how tied in all these police uh um that the police union is and um policing is to the to every city and like he's a precursor to a lot of that shit man like yeah. what he did to work um to work the union into like every aspect of city government and mm-hmm. Consolidating um, power, yeah, yeah, consolidating power and like cr- increasing budgets for police, police force. Um, yeah, this is not, uh, you know, this is a big thing because you know, like, you know, me and you were talking about earlier, talk, talking about this earlier before the mics went on. Um, you know, st- statues honor people, statues, mm-hmm. murals, they honor people, okay? So when you have a statue up of somebody like that we're saying we're honoring this human being right it's not something that's um like you mentioned earlier about history and somebody mm-hmm. saying well what about you you're erasing history that's not history you know what i mean no. that's that's a cosign you yes, know what i mean if exactly. we build a statue to somebody this is a person you know speaking to like the police as they are now you know armed with uh military weapons you know using military tactics on american civilians frank rizzo famously would refer to the philadelphia police department as his army yes exactly yeah you know what i'm saying so this is this is a person who we know hated black people would taunt black people you know what I mean? Brutalize black people. This black ass city, and we don't need no monuments to this person. Nope. Put up a fucking no. monument to to Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> if you want to do something, you know, for like an Italian American is connected to Philadelphia somehow. Not this guy. Not this guy nah. that's been that was beating people's children in the street. This fucking thug. Like, get him out of here. Nah, it, we we you know. Um, and people who listen know that we, a couple years ago, two years ago, matter of fact, uh, started a petition um, to get uh, the mural, uh, the Rizzo mural that's like, what, a couple blocks from your crib now? Yeah, in the uh, Italian market. In the Italian market. And we started the petition uh, to get him replaced with Gritty, um, the city's mm-hmm. hero. Although now I'm wondering if we should do Riot Elmo. Right, <laughs> I swore, and we—I feel like we both low-key predicted this when the revolution would jump off. That gritty would be, you know, yes. on the front lines. <laughs> He's been laying low. I don't know if yeah. he like sold out to like corporate yeah, interests have, or yeah. whatever. He's been laying low. It's really been like he got himself a city job, and you know what I mean. <laughs> God damn, it's I. Yeah, it's really. Um, the Elmo has been out here. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like niggas burning cop cars. He right there in the mix. Yeah. You know, I don't know who that brother is, but shout out <laughs> to him. So yeah, it's it's crazy to see um because they they painted over the mural this Today. morning. Yeah. This morning when I got up and uh, shout out to the brother Steve. He had tagged me. I had saw it somewhere else, but he had t- I saw it on Instagram before I saw it. Uh, shout out to Ursula Rucker actually I saw it on her page mm-hmm. um, this morning when I first got up and then when I got on Facebook I saw uh, the brother Steve had tagged us in it um, Crazy. and yeah I was um, I was delighted to see it um, yeah. it was uh, it's a long time coming man um, and I mean again something that happened like that like right right uh, they defaced it again like last week and mm-hmm. then like people were just like after they decided yo we're taking the statue down last week they were like alright well we're gonna start talking about the mural mm-hmm. it got defaced again and then Mural Arts was like yeah we're not fixing it no more like right. we're not gonna keep it up Mural um, Arts has been feeling the heat over this uh, mural for a while yeah for a little you know bit what I'm saying and when our petition went up a homie, I'm not going to uh, say their name because um, they might still work for them, but a homie yeah. who works for Mural Arts 
told me that they were having meetings about our petition and about removing or distancing themselves from that mural. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it took a resurgence of energy, like you said, around the uh, the statue for mural arts to be like, you know what? We just going. And I think the building owner had to collaborate on that yes. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the building owner, this is this is what I believe happened. The the obviously I'm not privy to whatever happened and whatever's happening internally at Mural Arts, but I feel like the Rizzo statue went down. Mural Arts were like, yo, we can't be associated with this guy anymore. Um so they put out a statement saying like, yo, we're not gonna uh maintain it anymore. Cause for years the the rhetoric from uh, mural arts was like, well, you know, it's our mural, but the building owner decides whether it stays or goes. Mm -hmm. So I feel like mural arts in their own way forced the building owner's hand by publicly announcing, yo, we're not going to maintain it anymore. So the building owner is probably looking like, okay, people are going to keep defacing it. And now mural arts ain't going to pay to get it fixed. So let's just have it painted over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there comes a certain point where you're just like, all right. So now, not only do we have like this controversial figure on the side of our building, and now it's going to get the face and not fixed. We're not paying to get the shit fixed, right? So right. you know what? Like, fuck it. We'll just get just take it down. Like, why? T- why have the bad press and then right. have it defaced? You know, then have your building uh, defaced all the time. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Or the side of your building defaced all the time. And it's then- not worth it. Yeah, people know once Mural Arts steps back and says, well, it ain't on us no more. Now people know that you're intentionally, as the building owner, you're riding with this guy and with his yeah, exactly. and what he represents. It's crazy, too, because um, before we moved into, we knew we wanted to live in South Philly. Before we um, moved to the apartment where we are now, we looked at an apartment that was like literally right across the street. Yeah, I was about to say, did you, yeah, I remember mural. you telling me it was like right across the street. Because like, it was a dope apartment. It was like a little small, but it was dope. And um, we would have been right in the Italian market, which would have been cool, you know what I yeah. mean? On like some getting food and groceries type shit. But every morning we would have like walked out the crib and looked right at that shit, like directly yeah. across the street. You know what I mean? I I don't know what they're going to replace it with, um, but almost anything would be better than Frank Rizzo. Yeah, I was telling somebody earlier on Twitter because they were, you know, they obviously, you know, people are like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, well, you know, maybe replace it with, you know, a history of the Italian market. Right, right. This, like, the, the mural that they have um, outside of Dalak is like a, a history and like, prominent figures people in the neighborhood of like that little area cedar park yeah. area yeah like do that or you know if there's i'm sure there's plenty of other italian figures from this area that you could throw a mural up for or um you know whatever like there's um, there's just many things you could put up there man that don't need to be uh fucking frank rizzo like right. so i mean you know I, I tweeted it earlier today from the account of just like, you know, it's a small victory, but it's a victory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I see people who, when the uh, Rizzo statue went down, and people were like, well, you know, the city's still racist. Like, a fucking course, and the sky's blue. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this, this world is inundated with racism, white supremacy, anti-blackness. Like, of course the city's still racist. You know, people don't have to wake up and you know early in the morning and go to work and walk past a statue of somebody who beat their grandmother yeah well that's the thing with when people make the argument against like uh fucking the washington football team's name right Mm. and they go like yeah but you know they still there's you know uh indigenous folks have bigger issues it's like yeah but they also don't have to have a racial slur as a fucking team name right right like just because you're like addressing one thing doesn't mean you're ignoring everything else. Yeah. So, like, uh, like they they uh, they participated in the Blackout Tuesday thing. 
Wow, really? And I, like, I retweeted it like, hey, look at the definition of irony. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, That's so crazy. You, your team is named after a racial, a, a Webster dictionary defined racial slur. Right. Right. Some shit yeah. you wouldn't even, in 20, 2020, some shit you wouldn't even say, you know, in, in quote unquote polite company. Exactly. Like, come exactly. on. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, Listen, man, there's a lot of shit like, uh, you know, that, you know, small victories are, are, are still victories to celebrate, man. Like, you know, yeah. because, you know, listen, man, battles are won through small victories. Like, you know, no one wins a battle, right. in, you know, in one sw- one fell swoop. Like, you know what I mean? It takes little shit to win. Right. And I, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I question um, like in the, the example that you gave with uh, the team mascot and the team name, it's like when, when folks are righteously outraged about something like that and then somebody else comes in w- with, oh, well, we got bigger things to worry about. I question, you know, the sincerity of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People are righteously outraged about being disrespected. That's like that's like a just cause for people to be exactly. proud of. That's not a frivolous thing. So I question people's um, sincerity when they come in with stuff like that. It's like, what are you really talking about, or what do you really want to see us expend energy on? Do you know we as human beings waste time and energy on things? A thousand percent, absolutely. Yeah. But tearing down a monument to a slave trader to someone who brutalized your people and terrorized your people somebody who Frank Rizzo I'm speaking of specifically um, started the confrontation with MOVE that ended up with the MOVE bombing and you know a whole city block on fire and people's children dying that's a righteous cause regardless of what else we got going on we always have other shit going on yeah there's always another battle to be won yeah, there's always another battle to be won, but that doesn't mean you can't, you know, celebrate the one that you did just win. Right. You know what I mean? Like, What's so you know, wrong with that? I, I feel yeah. like a lot of times, especially on social media, you know, people want to appear. This isn't a phrase that uh, I came up with. Somebody else did, but I can't remember who. Because um, somebody tweeted earlier today, like, are y'all still down with this uh, Black Lives Matter shit or are y'all over it now? Now, and, and the person said, people want to appear ahead of any curve. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or smarter or, you know, whatever for any room. And it's like, dog, this shit is like life or death. It's not, you know, what t- table niggas sit in in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? It's not like a frivolous thing about appearing, you know, too cool for school. You know, I feel like a lot of that That's the impulse behind a lot of Oh y'all worried about that You need to be worried about this How about we worry about all these things In due time Yeah exactly Everything can get addressed A lot of it is It's like um, You know With everything going on It's crazy And you know Attention is being paid to a lot of You know the protests And um, you know Defunding and abolishing police And uh, all these different things Right but like the news came out that like oh the NBA has a plan to come back in the end of July, and I was like oh that's what's up I'm happy about that yeah and hell yeah someone said to me like yeah but we got like other stuff going I said no that yeah definitely and I'm not taking my eye off the ball either but like I can compartmentalize the idea of like yeah I'm happy that the NBA is going to come back but you know all right and let's also uh, defund the police like you know what I mean right. like Literally, I can walk and chew gum. Yeah, I can walk and chew gum, dog. Like it's, I'm not. My brain isn't like so, uh, you know, so little that I can't do one thing and not do the other. Right. You know, shout out to everybody that attempted to pull the Frank Rizzo statue down. Yes. Shout out to anybody who's ever set it on fire. Ever threw you know a pair of panties on top of it, or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wrote you know Nazi on it, spray painted it, whatever. You know all of your collective effort, 
and people who've written, you know, petitions and, and all these different things, people who go on to city council meetings. Mm-hmm. Our collective effort made this possible. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a beautiful day. You know, we're going to wake up tomorrow and there's going to be no public that I know of, no <laughs> public uh, tributes to Frank Rizzo yeah. because our, our city deserves better. Our people deserve better. And it's it's a beautiful fucking thing to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Um, did you see that? Uh, I don't know, man. This dude is a he's a, he's all over the place. But did you see that? Uh, apparently, your man Kanye uh-huh. is uh, is going to pay for George Floyd's daughter's college. He started a college fund for her. Right. Um, and he donated what, two million dollars. Two million. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, to social justice I don't know if it was one specific organization or not. Yeah. I you um, know it's crazy too cuz like people have been like where yay at? You know what I mean? Da-da-da-da. Yeah, yeah. Yay doing exactly what yay need to be doing. You know what I mean? Kick out some bread, fall back. They said he was out with the people in Chicago, you know. Yes. He, was, he was masked up and you know what I mean, out there marching. And yay's parents were uh activists. Yeah. Back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to him. I don't need him, you know, going on Twitter or TMZ and <laughs> making those statements. <laughs> Not to like silence him like as a human being, but you know, he doing he doing exactly what he need to be doing as far as yes, I'm concerned. Absolutely. I've seen some people going like, yo, it was a grand plan and he did all this to set himself up. It was all a master plan. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about all that, dog. But like, what's the hook in that? Like, where's the, where's yeah. the master plan um, got to have like a twist to it? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about all that, but I do know like, yeah, listen, man, he did a good thing. Um, and uh you know, one of the saddest but happiest things I think I saw um, from that was like his. You know, uh, shout out to Stephen. Was it is a uh, 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 what's my brother's name uh, who looks just like George Floyd? Uh, oh, Stephen Jackson. Yeah, Stephen Jackson. I was about to say that, and I was like, that's the wrong thing. I'm thinking uh, uh, the dude who blew in uh, LeBron ear and shit. That that was the. <laughs> I was thinking of him for a second. Lance Stevenson, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, um, yeah, Steven Jackson had uh, George Floyd's daughter on his shoulders. Wow. And she was like, my daddy changed the world. That's so crazy. And it's like, as as sad as that is, because he had to die to do it, it was like, you know, heartwarming as well. Right. And so, like, yeah, somebody can pay for that little baby to go to school. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. like. Dog, shout out to Ye for that, you know what I mean? Because we've seen a lot of celebrities when stuff like this flares up. And, and because we're so close to celebrities, you know what I mean, in a way that was not possible, you know what I mean, before social media, I think people have an expectation or at least an increased expectation for celebrities to like directly speak out about this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? So folks have been like, oh, what does so-and-so think about this? Or what's such and such saying? Or where's so-and-so at in all of this? Ye did, you know, exactly what we needed him to do. You know what I mean? Like you donate to people who are on the ground organizing and trying to take care of this shit. You know, you set up the fund for that brother's daughter to be able to educate herself. That's cool. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We don't need yay tweeting or none of that shit. Because you see Listen, some of these celebrities, you know, they motherfuckers make you want to, like, unfollow them. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think some people... Listen, man, everybody isn't, you know, everybody doesn't know what to say. Like, you know what right. I mean? Especially, like, you know, complete nuanced things to say. I mean, you know, you could tweet right. Black Lives Matter, cool. But, like, everybody doesn't know exactly what to say. Yeah. Um, you know, like, and that's okay. Like, everybody doesn't, listen, man, like, there's, uh, you know, I, I saw this and it's completely true. Is like, you know, everybody isn't 
a frontline person. Everybody isn't an organizer. Everybody like there's there's different ways to contribute, man. And like he contributed something, and like man, paying for that baby to go to school is is huge, man. Like. Yeah. It is huge. Um, do you think we should we should probably hop into a second another break? Yeah, yeah. You want to hop into a break and yep. um, talk new music or? Yeah, um, I, I, there's a I I, I checked out uh, Rami and I would like to talk a little bit about that before we get to new music. But like we can do that real quick. We don't got to get deep in. So okay. Yeah, I haven't uh, watched season two yet. That might yeah. be on deck for tonight or tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. News with a new perspective. I'm Morgan Wood in Washington, D.C. News with a black perspective. I'm Mike Stevens in Tampa. The Black Information Network is the first all-news audio and digital network for and by the black community. Dedicated to 24-7 news and information. I'm Julius White in Atlanta. Get the podcast and get the biggest news and business stories delivered to you every morning. I'm Vanessa Tyler in New York. Subscribe to the Black Information Network daily. And wake up with the latest from the Black Information Network. Loaded and ready to go when you are. With reporters across America bringing you the latest news, traffic, weather, and sports. I'm Doug Davis from Las Vegas. Delivering breaking news that puts us first. Because our insight matters. Our stories matter. And the truth matters. And the Black Information Network Daily is designed to inform, engage, and empower the Black community. Now is our time. Listen to the Black Information Network Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Boom, back in effect. Um, so yeah, did you listen to anything new this week? Uh yeah. Um so I checked out uh this artist, his name is Briggs. Um he's an Aboriginal artist. Oh, okay. From Australia. Um and uh his, he has a single out right now called uh extra extra word um that's really dope um he's part of a group too with another brother who's called whose name i forget his name uh but they're called ab original like ab original Mm -hmm. um he also just recently posted um spotify uh got him to post a bunch of aboriginal artists that he fucks with oh Um, yeah so you can get that off his uh, IG story, um, but uh, he's dope, man. Like I'm gonna check out some more of his stuff, but his single extra extra is real dope. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, I'm trying like like I'm trying to find artists from different countries and, and like uh, specifically indigenous artists, obviously, but like uh, artists from different countries who yeah. do hip hop. You know, I'm trying to expand my repertoire. You know what I mean? Dog, there's so much. Um, hip hop from around the world and and it's dialoguing with each other you know yeah. what I mean I was watching um, they were protesting in New York and um, somebody had like a video of it and people were just in the street dancing to pop smoke and like you know recipes pop smoke and all that and just like turning up and dancing at the um, the protest and I was looking and I was like damn this shit I'm listening to Pop Smoke and I'm seeing all these young people obviously they're like New Yorkers and I'm like damn this beat is like some straight UK drill shit but like this is in a a completely New York context 
hip hop is spread so much around the world. It's cool to see how that dialogue is happening back and forth where people are influenced by music from over here and then from mm-hmm. over there. It's just really dope to see. Yeah, definitely. It's it's like circling back. Right. Um also, uh speaking of uh UK, um shout out to uh Chabadi G, the homie Chabadi G. Uh from uh, People Just Do Nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he has a song out right now. Um, he's done a bunch. He's he's released a couple different songs, uh, like just like little singles or whatever. Um, and uh, he released one now. This a song called uh, 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 Skin That I'm In. And it's, uh, it's, it's based on a short film called Skin Deep. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Actually, it's called "My uh, Skin Is My Sin." Is what it's called. I apologize. Uh, and it's um, based on a short film called "Skin Deep," that is uh, about um, a uh, young Pakistani kid who can pass. It's about passing, oh, essentially. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like wanting to be a part of like these neo Nazis because of self hatred, and I think that's right. Huge. In what we see going on right now, like we, you know, we didn't get into the whole Doja Cat thing, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But like, mm-hmm. self hatred is huge, dude, and it, in you know, it impacts so much. And like, the song is really dope, um, and he's super talented. And uh, you know, I want to check the short film out. I think it's only available on British iPlayer, so I'm gonna probably have to like torrent it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh I do want to check the film out in uh in I think uh you know I think we need to you know it's one of those things like you know we need to talk about like self-hatred and um these aren't things that just affect you know anybody specifically man these are things that run deep you know what I mean right um white supremacy is a fucking is a beast man it's crazy um cuz I was trying to think I was like have I ever heard anybody address skin color and self-hatred and white supremacy specifically in a hip-hop song the only thing i could think of you remember um what's the song on uh rash cat soul on ice where it's like um for every nigga on lock you can't stop and it won't stop i think it's like the evil that men do yeah, I think that is the evil that men do. That joint. But he, he definitely talks about being a kid and covering himself in baby powder so he yeah, could look yeah, white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like a crazy... When he said that, it's a lot of crazy shit that he says uh, on that whole album. But I remember being young, and when he said that, I was like, God damn, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I think if Chino XL else. has one, too. I think Chino XL really? has one on his first album. I haven't listened to that album so long. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember what the name of that song is. Um but yeah, there's there's I think there's a song on his first album that he talks about that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, this is dope. I would check it out. It's uh, my uh, skin is my sin. Um a seam it's it's listed under a seam C. So it's I A S I M C is uh Word. what he goes. His real name is like a seam Chaudry or something like that. I forget exactly mm-hmm. what his real name is. Um but he plays Chawadi G on People Just Do Nothing. So if you need, and if anybody out there listening who listens to us and hasn't watched People Just Do Nothing, go do that too. Right, right. Um, also uh, dropped this week was Run the Jewels four. Yeah, the fourth one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I did listen to that. Um, it's pretty dope. I mean, if you if you fuck with them, then you'll fuck with this. Yes, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean. A lot of like righteous anger on, mm-hmm. <laughs> on that fucking record um i really really like the song with uh gangsta boo on it me too yo, yeah i really like that, that walking yeah. in the snow shit that's that's yeah. like the best shit on there and like greg nice is on it zach de la roca is on it yeah i re- yo i you know i never say like for the culture and shit like that because that's like that's like a sucker term at this point mm. but like for the people, we need Zach to come out with like a rap record. Yeah, I remember there was rumors of that for a long time, man. It was supposed to be him rapping, LP, DJ Shadow, and I think uh, Trent Reznor 
doing, ah, doing all the beats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the songs came out. Like, I know one of the songs with him and um, Shadow came out. One of the songs he did with LP came out. But the rest of that shit, it never really materialized. But yeah, yeah he's like, he's still like sharp with it too. Yeah. You know, motherfuckers yeah, that, get old and they bars like fall off. Yeah, bit, <laughs> yeah he's still yeah. getting busy on this genre. I, um, I almost, I, I mean, I, I almost, I did like once that went off, I went and listened to a bunch of rage shit. Like when I stopped listening to the run, the running jewels joint, I was yeah. like, this is some rage, man. That's what um, we need, yo. Like, motherfuckers was like, um, before quarantine happened and Rage was like yo we gonna come back and we gonna do a tour niggas was grinding Rage up like yo they doing Coachella that's some sellout shit one Rage been doing corporate festivals since you know the first yeah. album you know what I mean yeah, so it's, it's nothing new but also that like that like rage and like righteous anger in music we need that shit yeah definitely yeah. Definitely. Um, and you, what's crazy, I think you posted about it too. Like, it's crazy to see, like, all the people who are like, yo, man, like, we don't need, like, we need to, like, you know, peaceful protest is one thing. And, like, you, you grew up on, like, Rage <laughs> Against the Machine and Public Enemy, <laughs> dog. Like, <laughs> chill the fuck out. Yo, dog, Tear you know some shit down. What's crazy about that, um, I was watching, niggas been grinding up uh, Sway's DJ, DJ Wonder. Yeah, he's like a white dude, and apparently, um, I've never seen this. I watch Sway show, you know, from the time to time. I love Sway. I love uh, Heather B. Heather B. Yeah, but I've never really seen him, the DJ, like interact with people. I know his selection yeah. for beats are terrible. Like when he, <laughs> yeah, when he like, does the five fingers or whatever it is. Yeah, his his beat selection is awful. He came up, uh, third base was up there. He's like playing trap beats for these two like 50 year old white men to rap <laughs> over. so I know he's a herb on that level but apparently he's like on some like MAGA bootstraps type shit yeah you know what I mean and motherfuckers not, were not surprised right so like he a video a clip of him arguing with Killer Mike on the show resurfaced you know uh, what I mean? And people I been like grinding him up about it, but at one point he says, "Cause Killer Mike's like, um, well, you know, hip hop's political, and it's you know, it's been about black liberation and black resistance and all of that shit." Mm-hmm. And Homeboy says flat out, uh, "You know, I was always bothered by the political content in hip hop. You know, I like I like beats. I'm like, fam, are you serious? <laughs> and this nigga, he look like he like our age." Yeah. You know what I mean? He might be a couple years younger or older. I don't. I don't. I can never tell how old white people are. But like, that's when Sway should have got up and was like, open the door, like, yo, you can kindly see your way about. <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm like, dog Sway. That Sway, you grew up in the Bay. Yeah. In the seventies, eighties, I know you grew up around some black power shit. The home of the Black Panther Party. Yeah, come on, man! You got this motherfucker sitting up here talking about. Oh, I never really liked political hip hop, <laughs> but I, I feel like that's the case with a lot of people. Um, they feel like the energy of the music, and like maybe they were like young, angsty teenagers. Mm-hmm. But a lot of motherfuckers don't really get down with the politics of like punk and you know hip hop, and to a lesser degree metal, because sometimes metal is uh, radical, but sometimes it's reactionary and white supremacist yeah. too. But mainly like punk and, and hip hop, that shit is political music and it's like revolution music. A lot of these motherfuckers just liked it because it was hype. And then, you know, they they walked into the world with their whatever beliefs that they had and they've ignored the political context of the music. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, dude, if you go listen to like Rage's lyrics, like they're talking about like, yo, they it's cool if you die because you wore a badge. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like <laughs> right. it's not like no, you know, happy shit. No. <laughs> that they're like talking about motherfuckers listen to like Public Enemy, and they're uncomfortable with like Black Lives Matter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, I see that so much in hip hop now. You have like white youth that grew up in this shit. And they just, and I feel like a, a lot of times too, that um, idea of like liking black music but ignoring the politics of it really shapes white people's taste. I see it in the music journalist sphere as well, 
the kind of rap music that you know white music journalists in particular will gravitate to a lot of times you know they're like um not comfortable with like the more like radical political stuff oh yeah yeah i mean dude i've even you've even seen it now um uh with like some college like college football coaches where they're talking where they're saying like hey listen man if you're gonna cheer and I think this started with players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the coaches like, were like, yo, we got to hop on board. Or like, we're, you know, it's going to fucking, we're going to look really bad. Right. Um, but like, you know, I've seen it where they're just like, hey, listen, you know, if you're going to cheer when I score a fucking touchdown and you need to support me when I'm talking about my fucking life. Right. Life and death and, shit. Yeah. And like, you've seen coaches come out recently have been like, yeah, listen, if you're going to cheer when these guys score touchdowns and get interceptions, like, we need to be talking, we need to be supporting them when they're trying to talk to us about other shit. Right. Right. So, um, uh, real quick before we get out of here, I do want to mention Rami season two. uh, Mm. Just for people who don't know, I mean, we mentioned season one. You put me on. Um, season one was amazing, but I think honestly, season two is master of none level jump mm. from season one to season two. Nice. This show does the same thing. Yeah. Um, I can't, it's I can't beautiful. wait to watch it. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. Like in uh, all the um, last season, season one, the mom and the sister got their own episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, this season, the mom, the sister, the dad, and Uncle Nassim get their own episodes. Nice. So it's it's. I'm telling you, man. Like it's it's so so good, so heartfelt, and but it's heartbreaking too at certain points too. Mm. It's, it's 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 legit um, top notch television, and they need the they need to win the Emmy again this year. Crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. And what's his name? Uh, Mahershala Ali. Uh, yeah. yeah. Give him the Emmy for Best Supporting Actor because he's fucking amazing in this. Yeah, I think so, right yeah. after right after we hop off this call, I'm gonna start watching it. Season two. Yeah, it's great, and it's short too. A bunch of the episodes are not even thirty minutes, so nice. I think the first one is like forty something, and then there's a, the last one's maybe forty something, but the rest of them are like twenty to twenty five to thirty minutes mostly. So. It's easy. Like I shot through it pretty much in one day because it's because it's short. So, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, uh, yo, check us out on all the social medias. Uh, Serious rap shit on Twitter and on um, Instagram. Um, Indy I N D I uh, underscore S R S on Twitter and Instagram. Your John underscore Liberator on Twitter and Instagram. Word word. Um, check out uh, Incest Trap and Yoga um, for the abolished ice hoodies and T shirts. Um, also, she's a black woman and she runs her business. Like, it's, you know, go support that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, other than that, yo, we'll be back next week with some more fire for you. Um, and listen, man, stay, you know, stay safe out there. Don't forget there's still fucking COVID-19 going on. So yes. please stay safe out there. Mm-hmm. Um, mask up. Uh, you know, try to keep social distancing. It's been crazy because... Uh, you know they lifted the the stay at home order essentially. That's not lifted it, but you know we're in yellow phase now or Relaxed whatever in Pennsylvania. It, yeah. yeah, and you know just the last two days I've been out on the road like dro- pick, dropping my kids off and picking them up, and it's fucking traffic is insane. Right, right. So there's just so many more people outside now because it's just been lifted a little bit. Please stay safe out there. Uh, continue to you know wash your hands and uh, keep your mask on. You know yeah, what I mean? And absolutely. be safe if you're out there pro if you're out there protesting, please be safe. Um you know, uh we want you guys to, you know, keep listen, keep the fucking foot on the pedal. Mm-hmm. Um but be safe while you're doing it, you know what I mean? And be safe in all angles. You know what we're talking about. So yeah, yeah. um yo, we'll be back next week, man. Peace. Peace. Serious Rap Shit is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. I'm Hillary Clinton. We're between seasons on my podcast, You and Me Both. But this week, we're dropping a special bonus episode because, let's face it, 
These are extraordinary times. I'm talking to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi about the violent insurrection on January 6th. We all agreed we had to go back to the Capitol. The security was making suggestions that we would all be transported by buses to an undisclosed location. The members would come there and said, no, the world has to see. Now just get it ready. And so you give us a reasonable estimate as to when that could be. But understand this, we're coming back and we're opening the session in the capital of the United States. We'll also be talking about how we can move forward as a country. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What do explorers, a former newspaper editor, and a Minnesota insurance salesman have in common? They all wanted to be the first to reach the North Pole. I'm Kat Long, science editor at Mental Floss and the host of The Quest for the North Pole, a new podcast launching January 15th about our insatiable desire to explore the mysteries of the Arctic and stand at the top of the world. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Listen to The Quest for the North Pole every Friday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.